1: Said about mysteries is that mysteries might include oil. Um, anyone one among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church, let him anoint it with oil. That mystery in a bottle. thats a power of the Holy Ghost released in oil. Then that power of the Holy Ghost can heal anything. That's a mystery. Another mystery. When I told the lady to pour oil down the street, Lake Pulaski, look what it did. It cleaned out the place. Every demon left. Mystery. How about when I said I was walking down LaSalle Street, and there was a guy on the other side of the street fighting people or whatever, and he looked like he was kind of homeless, and and the circle was gathering around him. It's the middle of the daytime, and down at the financial district here in Chicago, and something said, go over there to him. Now why? Because I carried with me peace and that's what he needed. And he introduced and he eventually introduced him to Jesus. Now my point to you is he needed the Prince of Peace. He, he was, he was without God and he was without hope. And another one, how about manifesting abundance? And I shared that with you. I was at IBM at that time, and, and I was a man sales manager. And when none of us had business, and it, the economy was down, and like I said, your economy, your, your economy of your country is not the problem. The problem is ignorance of the covenant for a believer. And so what happened here is I, 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 you know, um, you know, kind of that morning, my sister called, said, "How are you doing this month?" I said, I I tell you what, I said, I got, you call me back at five, I have more business than I could put on the books. Now, this is what I said just out of the spirit. Now, why is he saying that? He is saying over in Ephesians chapter five, verse one in the Amplified Translation, I'm just following the book. He said, therefore, be imitators of God, copy him and follow his example. Well, what did he do when he saw lack, when he saw darkness, when he saw, what did he do? He called it light. See, and I'm only following the example. Jesus did the same thing. And he said, the things that I do shall you do also. I'm talking about you and me living supernaturally the way the church is supposed to live. This is the way we're supposed to live. Now, let, let, me, let me say something else because I put something down here. So the next thing you know, at five o'clock, I mean, by five o'clock business came from everywhere. Oh, supernaturally. See, nobody can explain it. I couldn't explain it. The only thing I know, I followed God. I decreed a thing. Job chapter 22 and verse 28, and it shall be established. Ecclesiastes chapter eight in verse four. And he says this, where the word of a king is, there's power. See, angels come and they, they, they fulfill your, your decree, your command. Now, I'm, I'm only saying this because if we're going to subdue, <laughs> which means I put something down here, subdue means to conquer by force. <laughs> if we're going to subdue, we're going to have to have a relationship with the one. That is giving us the ability to do that. He said, You can't do it unless you're attached to this vine now, unless you're depending on me. You can't do it. It won't happen. Because there is no 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 confidence in in what what we do. There's no faith. Faith says that God is not only your source, he's your only source. Now, I'm not saying he won't use other resources. And, you know, you say that and people, well, I'm not going to take my medication. You take it unless God tells you differently. My point to you is, is that eventually you're going to come off and mature to the point that you're going to depend only on God. The man told uh, David Oyedepo, Bishop Oyedepo, he had high blood pressure. He said, no, I don't. He said, what do you mean? I'm looking at it right here. He said, can a woman have a can a man have a baby? She said, no, then I can't have our blood pressure. Now he went home, applied the word. Now why do you apply the word? Because that's something we've left. And the Word of God, the Bible says over in Proverbs chapter four and verse twenty, the Word of God will do something for you. Watch this. He said this, my son attend to my words, incline thine ears to my saying, let them not depart from thy eyes, keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are what? Life to those that find them and their health to all their flesh. Look at the, um, give me that in the NIV translation. Let me see. Can I break it down a little bit more, please? For they are life to those that find them and health to one's, uh, whole body. Okay. That's good too. Let's try Uh, the amplified, if you will, please. For their life to those who find them healing and health to all their flesh. Doesn't make any difference what you've got. Jesus didn't ask him, what what has he got? He didn't ask him that. one place he asked him, he said, how long has he been like this? That's all he asked. Why? Because he represented the word. He knew if he applied a word to it, everything got to get up and get out of there. So it doesn't make any difference. My point to you is, is this word has God's divine nature. Look what it said in second Peter chapter one and verse four. See if, 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 I shouldn't, I can't go on if you're not practicing what I'm, what I'm saying here. Cause, cause it's going to just get deeper. Look what it says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and gracious, precious promises that by these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. In other words, that which is in the world won't bother you because you're going to escape through the word. Okay. Now my point to you is put some word on it. You know what I mean? Put, 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 take your mouth, the law of confession and start speaking it into your body. Start speaking it into your. You won't overdose. You can't take too much. So forth and so on. Speak it three times a day, just like the doctor would say, take this. Because this, he's made it so that whatever comes, you don't have to go to the world source to be able to sustain your yourself or to complete your mission. God is Jehovah. That means the, the, the all-sufficient one. He's got everything you'll ever need. That's why he led him out in the wilderness, because he wanted to lead him out there where there was no grocery stores, no nothing. Why? Because he saying, I'm going to make you a producer. I'm going to show you what you got in you so that you go in that promised land. You won't have to go and get the man to do this and to borrow this and, and be tied into that world and bring forth eventually some fruit that I didn't ever plan to come about. I want you to hear that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not coming down on you. I'm just trying to put emphasis on the fact that, hey, I can live independent of that place. That, that, that thing, what, what I don't care what it is. Look like something coming on me. Hey, take a dose before you go to bed. Man, take it, take it, take that word. That word is also seed. That God said by that chopping mall. I said, Lord, I have no seed. He gave me Joshua 1, 3. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that shall I give you. Boy, that that was seed. What did it do? Brought forth fruit. See? Once the seed gets so developed inside of you, the seed takes over. In other words, Brother Hagin said, some men were holding down this air balloon and holding it down by the rope and this big dirigible, you know, like the Goodyear blimp, and they were holding it down, but a gust of wind came up, woo, lifted it up. Some people let go. Others held on till they got 10 of 20 feet off the ground. Some fell down and hurt themselves or got hurt or one died so forth. But this one man kept holding the rope. The balloon, the, the, uh, the, um, uh, uh, dirigible began to go across the field. They got in their cars and began to follow it. Then it began to descend. Come on down. The man still holding the rope. And he got down there, and now he was with distance uh, 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 that they could grab him. They grabbed the man and put him on a gurney and take him into the ambulance, take him to the hospital. He said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing?" They said, "We're taking you to the hospital. Aren't you hurt?" He said, "No." They said, "Well, how did you hold on that 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 rope?" He said, "Oh, I didn't hold a rope. I just tied it around me and just tied it up and just took went for a ride." You see what I'm saying? That word inside of you can mature to a certain place until you are no longer under control. That thing has got you. It's almost like when I was a kid, you know, we had a swimming pool at the university that the public could use in the summer. And I was a kid, I was I don't know, 12 years old, whatever. And here I'm, the pool had three feet on this side, three feet deep, and it was a uh, nine, ten feet deep on the deep side. Well, I'm on the I'm on the the shallow side, walking around, doing this like I'm swimming. I wasn't really swimming. I'm doing it like I'm swimming, and then you know, trying to fake it. And so, what happened is I messed around there, and I I was doing something. Somebody called me, and I went, but it was on the on the um, on the ledge there. Uh, the part that you walk on, but the the deep end. I was down to the deep end, and somebody ran and pushed me off in that deep end. The first thing I realized is that I had no more control. That's the first thing I realized. I was not under control. See, God wants you so when the stream of the Holy Ghost comes by, it will sweep you right into the place where you were. Look at Joseph's life. He said over in Genesis 45, he said, you didn't bring me down here. I know you're trying to take some credit for it, but you didn't send me down here. He said, God brought me here. Why? That seed was taken over. That vision was taken over and it'll at a certain point it changes. You no longer have it. It's got you.'" and it's going to be lining up people, resources, everything to make that thing come to pass. That's the danger of confession. You confess it enough, that seed comes alive in you and God takes over. Boy, you can't lose. You can't lose. (laughs) I'm telling you. So I'm just saying it's, 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 creative. Meaning that in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter um, um, 37, God told Ezekiel, Hey, can these bones live? Ezekiel said, well, Lord, you know, he said, speak to him. Next thing you know, dry bones came together and beat came on the bones. And next thing you know, there's a rising army. Look what God says to you in Psalm 127, I think, and 128 about your children. He said they're like olive plants round about the table, shoot them like an arrow. He said, Decree things over them. Me and that, this is powerful stuff, folks. But this is for the believer. He said this stuff is foolish to a natural man. And he didn't know it. But this law of confession, I tell you, a lot of those people, I mean, they know it. But you talk about fruitfulness, they understand it. You understand? And it'll draw them to Christ. Now I want to do one more thing in talking about that. I want to talk about this other thing because what happens is people see uh, these kinds of things, the word or the name of Jesus. Well, how can that do anything? Just calling his name, calling his name releases the power that is on the anointing to do what it said it would do. Calling his name is the way that you take your power of attorney rights to walk in that same anointing that he walked in. I leave you with power of attorney and I go to Africa. That means you can sign away my house if you want to. So Jesus left you with his name called power of attorney and you can sign anything and God will back it just like that, the court of heaven. So the name, what a baptism, powerful. Communion, powerful. See, I'm trying to take you somewhere, but but I, I got a sense that that I, I need to get you to study and show yourself a proof, understand? Start using these things. See, a lot of things are happening out there because the church is not um, resorting to its supernatural abilities that God has for the church. John chapter four. This is Jesus and his encounter with the Samaritan woman. This woman came to draw water. All right. Jesus said, "Hey." if you knew who was talking to you, you would never have thirst again. And so she still didn't figure it out. And now here is Jesus. Now I'm talking about worship, say worship. All right. Now I'm saying, because people don't think it's, it's much, but look what he says. And Jesus said unto her, go and call thy husband and come hither. And the woman answered and said to him, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, yeah, well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that said thou truly. In other words, you told the truth about that. And the woman said to him, I perceive that you must be a prophet. Now, notice what he just did. He just told this woman's business. Can't you see a line of people waiting to get prayer? And all of a sudden, the prophets start telling business, <laughs> hey, you know, that's that man's wife, that that man's husband. You know that you got his house. <laughs> you know? Oh boy, can't you see people getting out of line? <laughs> where, where am I see that? <laughs> you know, but my point to you is, is that this, this whole, he's about to teach her about worship. And he goes on down here. And let's look at verse 21, if you will. And Jesus said to the woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you shall neither worship at this mountain, nor yet in Jerusalem, worship the father. You worship, you know not what underline that. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. So he's saying you can't worship if you don't know God. Now watch this but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him. Look at Matthew chapter 15 and verse eight and nine. This people draw nigh to me with their mouths and honoreth me with their lips but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. So notice what he's saying now. He's saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're worshiping, but that's imitation worship. That, that's, that, that worship won't go anywhere. It won't do anything for you. See, worship changes you. It changes you because it brings you in the very presence of God. It always changes you and you're continuing to change when you worship. No change, no worship. Oh, they're worshiping, but it's called imitation. Let me show you another one. Going down here and look at Acts chapter 17, verse 23. There's different kinds of worship. Now, first you got imitation worship. For as I passed by, I beheld your devotions. Talking to the Greeks now. He's very intellectual. I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. This is what Jesus said. You you don't even know what you worship. Because you you got all these gods out here that you worship and you got even one that's going to cover everything called the unknown God." So now you've got imitation worship, you've got what I call ignorant worship, but Jesus is saying, hey, there is a true worship that you can have. And if you look here, if you will, at Genesis chapter 22, verse five, this is Abraham being called to take his son up to the mountain to offer him up. And Abraham said unto His young men, abide ye here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder, watch this, and worship, and we'll come again to you. Worship removes you out of Satan's territory. One of the first things it does is raises you up out of Satan's territory. Worship. Worship is a supernatural experience. Worship. Worship takes knowing who the father is. Worship. Worship. Glory to God. Uh, I've got a lot of things that happen here. It brings miracles, so forth and on. Now these, these, wait a minute, the oil, the the foot washing, the baptism, so forth and so on. These are Mysteries. Mysteries. And I'm telling you how powerful they are. I believe you can get a congregation in these last days and you're going to worship and everybody in there going to be healed. I, I really believe it. I'm standing here and I'll say it again. Everybody in here going to be healed. Last thing, turn to first Peter please. And first Peter chapter, um, one and verse three. He said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. When he says heaven, he means on a higher plane. See, heaven is not a place so much, but it's dimensional. It's it's you leave this body, you're in the presence of the Lord. Do you, that. It's a dimensional thing. So this this is in you, and what I'm getting at is that you are a walking supply house. That everything is in you. You're gonna act like God. God doesn't have to go anywhere to get light. Where did light come from? Came from inside of God. Jesus didn't have to go anywhere to get uh this man, this lame, this maimed man's arm. Where did he have to get it from? Inside. It's already in there. And that's why he said in Luke, Luke chapter 12, please, and verse 31 but rather seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. He said, fear not little flock for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You got the kingdom now. Look what he says, sell that you have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags, which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not. Where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. He said, "Provide yourselves not with a bag." That's the world they got. They got do bag. You become the bag. See, you produce out of you everything that's needed for your journey. This is, this is powerful stuff, folks. It's powerful. I'm telling you what you got. You are loaded. At Luke chapter uh, 17, 21 says the kingdom of God is within you. Well, it's got everything you'll ever need. Watch this. In an inexhaustible supply, according to Ephesians chapter 3. Christ, where? In you. God is where? In you. You don't have to go to a temple to worship. You worship right here because he's in you. The one whose worship is inside of the worshiper. And that's the power of Christianity, Christ in you. And let me tell you, if that spirit, Romans chapter 8, verse 20, verse 11, that is in him, that, that raised him from the dead, dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall repair your mortal body. Boy, you can't get sick. You can't. I'm telling you something Try to hit you. Every virus, disease, and germ hits your body, dies instantly. You need a fix for this thing that's going on out here. Lord, give me the wisdom for fixing this problem. It's inside of you. He loaded wisdom in you. Christ in you has become wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Well, I trust that you were blessed and empowered by that powerful message. Now, this is called reaching the world. That's what God has placed us here to do, to reach the world. Now, let me share with you one point that I want you to remember from this teaching. The kingdom of God is in you. Now, because the kingdom of God is in you, wisdom is in you. God has wisdom in you and me to solve any problem that the world has. Once you become born again, the kingdom of God comes in you and wisdom comes and it's a right now available for you to solve any problems that the world might have. Personal problems, family problems, city problems, government problems, doesn't make any difference. This wisdom that we have is able to solve any problems. Now we need to learn how to tap into it. Praise God. Well, what I want you to do is get this message, download it on MP3, MP4, download it. Let it play continuously once you do, even, you know, in the house. Let it play in the house while you're there and so forth. Why? You need that word flowing all the time. Faith comes what? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston. We love you. And until next time, keep walking by faith.
0: Blessed by today's message? Order, Replenish and Subdue series in its entirety to receive the full teaching. This three-part series is available on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4. To order in the U.S., contact us at 1-800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. In Canada, contact us at 844-298-2900 or online at billwinston.ca now is the time to take heed and know that the church must arise and understand its vital role in establishing god's kingdom in the earth get your copy of replenish and subdue today
1: well hello i have written a new book it's called revelation of royalty now this book was written because many christians have not been receiving the divine inheritance Because they really don't know their identity in Christ Jesus. They really don't know who they are. I'm talking about in the eyes of God. Not talking about uh, your relatives or, or the boss man or whatever. But who you are in the eyes of God. Because your image affects everything. It affects how high you climb. It affects how rich you become. It affects all of that. And nobody really can affect that but you. Now, what we do is we allow other people to call us names or put us in certain positions and we take on that identity. But God is telling you who you really are. He sees you as royalty. He sees you as one of his family. It is the richest and wealthiest family that has ever been known uh, to mankind. You are in that family if you're born again. Now, this book will help you. It'll help you identify who you are, what you have, and how to get it. We have been missing out on our inheritance and that's wrong. We want you to get what God says is yours. The first step to it, change your image. Go and understand who God says you are and be that. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we love you
0: and keep walking by faith. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. Contact us by phone at one 543 9443 or submit your prayer request online at billwinston.org forward slash prayer.